Good morning and welcome to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch along with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. He has three offices in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs, and you've been here for a few years, haven't you? Yeah, 25 <laughs> plus years now, so yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes, you know, we have new new listeners, and we forget sometimes to reintroduce you mm-hmm. to people who might be tuning in for the first time, and, you know, we've been doing this every week for, what, three years now? Has it been that long? It's been that long, yes, yeah. and, uh, you know... They say we get a thousand new uh, people moving to Florida every day, so that's uh, you know we have a lot of new um, new folks landing in Southwest Florida. That's yeah. right. And when you come and you're new and and you're looking for for someone to help you look younger, feel younger, whether that's your uh, medical professional, being your MD, your um, your I mean your primary care physician, your surgeon, your, uh, what am I thinking of, your dentist, your dermatologist, we want to look for somebody who is well-respected and knows what he's doing or she's doing when it comes to the field of cosmetic and facial uh, surgery and rejuvenation as well. And and that, in my book, is you. Yeah, well, we'd (laughs) like to be their one-stop shop for all things aesthetic, you know, and that's what we pride ourselves in. And we built a great family here, not only our employees and providers here but our our um, clients <laughs> clients who have been with us for many many years and yes you've got a lot of loyal following yes and continue to come back and support support us which is great and one of the one of the good things is is not only Dr. Flaherty's expertise for for doing this for a couple of decades his staff is is very well trained as well they always keep up here on the trends, things that are emerging, things that, uh, and you vet them very well before you bring new procedures and technologies into the office. Right. And it's, um, you know, emerging trends in facial rejuvenation, or you could say probably in rejuvenation in general, um, is is a really great topic um, because uh, so much is changing in our field um, with technology. You know, technology, obviously, look at you know, how the cell phone has changed your oh, life gosh, over the last yes. 20 years, right? <laughs> right. Um, so technology is, you know, um, changing the world we live in. And that's true in the world of cosmetic surgery, too, with uh, uh, not only improved understanding of the aging changes, um, but better ways to kind of uh, stave off or reverse aging changes that we've um, developed with better understanding of science and better growth in technology, new techniques uh, to to help rejuvenate the face and body. So um, that that's really the, you know, a part of the fun job for me. You know, obviously I love being a surgeon and doing facial rejuvenation, you know, facelifts and eyelids and brow lifts and fat augmentation and lasers, you know, all the things that we do here every day. But um, the other part of the, the job, which is really fun, is researching technologies and seeing What's going to be the new frontier? Things like cool sculpting. You know, we went from you know liposuction to now, you know, non-invasive permanent fat reduction with cool sculpting and body sculpting. And you know, that's pretty amazing. If you told me before that arrived, hey, we're going to be using freeze therapy to eliminate fat without surgery, without downtime, I would have said that's too futuristic, <laughs> right? Yeah. And now it's here and being used every day in all three of our offices because it works. So um, those are the kind of, um, you know, not all new technology is good technology. And, you know, um, you know sometimes a company will invest in developing a, a piece of equipment and then need to kind of try to get a return on that investment. And we'll be pushing that. And 
as practitioners, we have to sort out, okay, does this work? How well does it work? Does it make sense? You know, obviously, is it safe? You know, generally, the FDA kind of is, you know, the biggest hurdle with regard to safe and effective. But, you know, it also comes down to in our practices, how do things work and how effective are they? And you know, is this something I can really um, endorse and get behind because it'll give us consistently good results. So, you know, cool sculpting as a great example, you know, it works, it doesn't work for every person we use it for, but it works for the high majority, 90 plus percent of people get meaningful results with cool sculpting. Like any technology, um, it's going to work better for some people than others. You know, there's always that issue. But, um, you know, you want to find technologies that work for the large majority of patients and give them satisfactory results, you know, such that, you know, that can be an effective tool to use that makes everybody happy. Right. And one of the things that has helped develop a lot of these technologies has also been a, a better understanding of the aging process. Uh, right. So let's talk about that a little bit as a foundation. Yeah, yeah. And again, if I look back at sort of my career, sort of in the early days, you know, back in when I was in medical school or residency or fellowships, um, you know, back then, um, you know, cosmetic surgery, there wasn't a, a lot of light shown on it. I mean, it was happening, but it was sort of more kind of private clinics, you know, around the country, but there weren't weren't a lot of meetings where cosmetic surgery was discussed. There weren't um, a lot of sharing amongst the physicians. And uh, so things like facelifts were done in, you know, private, private clinics. And generally patients kept that kind of quiet. And uh, so it was really, um, you know, kind of a quiet uh, industry, so to speak. Um, and if we think about uh, now when we look at, you know, how, how we age with volume loss, knowing that we lose, you know, volume from the face with age, we lose fat, um, the bones uh, will actually shrink and the muscles will shrink and we get deflation. You know, traditional kind of facelift procedures really, although they could tighten and lift tissue and improve, you know, the, the shape of the face, definitely could have a positive impact. They, uh, impact. You know, they fell short in many ways because, um, you know, we weren't restoring volume. Um, and there were some early pioneers in fat augmentation. Um, you know, ten, uh, 20, 20 years ago, uh, people were experimenting by taking, you know, fat and putting it into the face to try to restore this volume. But that was a very, very niche uh, area that not many people were involved with. And the results were generally um, mixed, you know, um, there were a few pioneers who, uh, sh showed good results, but many who did not because of techniques were, you know, um, not, not refined enough. And so, um, you know, sort of our traditional, um, approach to surgical rejuvenation, um, you know, has changed a lot and, and, and the, uh, to the benefit of everybody, you know, cosmetic surgery has become very mainstream now and it's talked about and, you know, you can find information on, you know, any procedure, a YouTube video of it, uh, you know, in an instant. So um, this information is now readily available to all. And that really does help the field overall. It helps patients understand what's available and how it works. It helps 
physicians uh, share information between each other and be kept abreast of what other people are doing. Um, just helps the field evolve quicker and 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 uh, helps everybody be more knowledgeable in the field. So it's it's um, you know it's really kind of exploded because of the information age. You know, there's just so much more information for everybody. And I think once patients know what can be done and how they can do it, it's easier for them to find a treatment that's right for them, whether it be surgical or non-surgical. And physicians now can access the the best available information on techniques and procedures and lasers and technology and what what will work best in their hands in their in their practices. Let's talk about volume loss a little bit here okay. um, because that has been as you said one of the the parts of the aging process that's really made the biggest difference understanding that has made the and how to um and uh, what do I want to say? Build that up. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, yeah. the right word uh, it, when it comes to doing procedures, whether in office or in the surgery, uh, surgical right. center. Yeah, about 20 years ago, I heard a physician talk about fat augmentation for the face. And um, he was a facial cosmetic surgeon. And he said, since I started doing fat augmentation, I do a lot less cutting surgery on the face. What he meant by that was when you restore the volume of the face, that does such a good job of making people look healthier and younger. You don't need to do as much tightening. Um, sort Because it the, fills out the wrinkles. Right, kind of, it right? fills out when you fill out. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, the, the idea is as we lose volume, we, we deflate. And uh, um, you can see that in a balloon that's full of air, you know, and it's tight and round and smooth. And then as the air, you let air out of the balloon, it becomes eventually kind of becomes saggy and wrinkly, that's kind of what happens to our face. Uh, we lose, you know, the volume that fills out the face, so the skin is not uh, filled out, and it gets lax and wrinkled and sags. And so restoring volume, you know, can restore a lot of our youthful shape. Um, and it's, again, something that we haven't talked a lot about because there wasn't an easy way to restore volume. Now there is an easy way to restore volume. We can use injectables, you know, fillers and things like Sculptra, which is a biostimulator. And fat augmentation has continued to improve as a procedure using your own fat, which is sort of the ideal filler. But we recognize that so much of aging is volume loss. So restoring volume is a big part of uh, rejuvenation. And if you do adequately restore volume, then it's true. There is often less tightening that needs to be done because when you restore sort of that three-dimensional volume that fills out the skin that lifts and contours, um, then there isn't as much lifting to be done. Now, sometimes, you know, there is laxity is still an issue. So, um, you know, in some patients, you still need to do some lift, you know, lifting, or it's a combination of lifting and filling in most cases. But it is also true that um, if you're trying to pull out all the wrinkles on a very lax face, you're going to tend to pull more than and release more than if you were going to fill that and restore that volume and then just tighten up more conservatively. So it leads to um, a better result. There's less cutting um, and less tightening uh, and more filling, and that's easier. Filling is, you know, non-cutting, non-suturing, just putting volume into the face. Um, and so the combination is obviously the ideal, but the blend of how much in each patient is, is the art. And so those things come together. But it's one of the ways that 
our improved understanding of aging and our improved tools for reversing that have um, led to uh, better better treatments and less invasive procedures. And that's you know that's one of the mega trends you know want to leave everybody with today is that you know things are becoming less invasive and less downtime we're doing more and more in the office with injectables and skin care and light lasers and uh you know that trend will continue things like cool sculpting and mm -hmm. things like um face tight which we'll talk about in in another segment here this morning um you know these are all like the new the new frontier of rejuvenation right and and a quick hit on before we take a break uh, fat augmentation is something that's done in surgery but you can also restore that volume with with injectables uh, like fillers in the office and uh, and get similar not as great a result as fat but but still get some good results yeah and maybe we'll talk about that next what's okay. the difference between fat augmentation versus fillers and how do you choose between the two let's do that but before we take a break i've got one more but in here we've got another week left for our february specials yeah february specials we have 15 percent off all of our office lasers and again this is a new frontier which we'll chat a little bit more about this morning but halo uh bbl and hero lasers as well as laser hair removal all 15 percent off for this month and then 15 percent off hydrofacials and we have now five customized hydrofacial treatments and uh all of them are 15% off for February. So you have uh, really only, t what, two more weeks to take advantage of this special, I guess it would be. Right. Look up online at azulbeauty.com. Not quite two weeks, but we're getting close. You can call 239-415-7576 to find out more about those February specials and schedule your appointment. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. I'm Gina Birch. We'll be right back. You've heard the buzz about hydrofacials, and now is the time to experience this new treatment at Azul and save 15% off this month. The hydrofacial nourishes your skin by combining hydration and exfoliation and extraction, targeting hyperpigmentation, oil and congested pores, reducing the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. See immediate results without the redness of most treatments. Dr. Flaherty recommends hydrofacials for all his patients. Call Azul today and book your hydrofacial, 239-415-7576. Offices, Benita Springs, Naples in Fort Myers. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, who is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. He has three offices in Southwest Florida, Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. The website you can look up to get more information on everything we're talking about today and then some. It's azulbeauty.com. This morning we're talking about uh, emerging trends and and uh, how this f uh, segment of, of medicine, facial rejuvenation, has changed so drastically, like a lot of other segments in the medical field. Right. Uh, but you really are staying on top of it, whether it's techniques, whether it's equipment that you bring in. And we were talking in the last segment about volume right. and how that has been kind of like a game changer, realizing volume loss when it comes to aging and correcting that. Right. Volume, volume loss, you know, is a big reason why, you know, we age.
age the way we do with uh, loss of volume, which you which you can see in a face that uh, from youth, be, you know, is more of this sort of oval or heart-shaped face with nice volume through the upper lid, lower lid, cheek. Um, and as we age, the face becomes more rectangular. It becomes kind of long and thin. And you can see the hollowness around the eyes, dark circles, uh, hollowness in the cheek, sagging and laxity, thinning of the jawline as we lose volume around our jaw, jaw bone. Um, and so um, this kind of uh, deflation and sagging you know, now we address with volume replacement, and there are really two, essentially two separate ways we replace volume. One is, you know, using injectables in the office, and that's obviously non-surgical and, you know, very little or no downtime. And the other is fat augmentation, where we use your own natural fat. Um, you know, the fat augmentation has its appeal because we are harvesting the fat from your abdomen or flanks or wherever you have extra fat, and we pretty creative about finding fat. <laughs> you don't have and, to be creative in many people. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we spin it down in a centrifuge, we concentrate the fat. And as it turns out, this is a, a field that's evolved, you know, very rapidly in the last 10 years as we have better understanding of how to best do fat augmentation um, and how it works. But when you spin down, uh, you know, in a centrifuge, the fat and concentrate it, that concentrated fat has a lot of growth factors and stem cells in it which is uh, really helps the tissues heal faster and helps all the surrounding tissues, you know, rejuvenates really even the skin. And so these fat cells then can be layered into the uh, face. Now, unlike a filler, um, you know, with fat cells, we layer them tiny little micro parcels. You, know, you can hear all the buzzwords like nano fat or micro fat, but really it comes down to just doing really small amounts, small clusters of fat cells um, delivered into um, the deeper tissues of the face, vascularized areas like the muscles um, and within the fat pads. And um, then those fat cells will either get a blood supply and nutrients and survive and then take up residence in this new location. Or if they don't get enough blood supply, you know, they can die or some of them can die and disappear. And so you don't get 100% take when you graft fat from the abdomen to the face. But, you know, we get about 50%. So we're, you know, with good technique, you, you know, if you do 50 cc's of fat, you'll end up with maybe 25 on average, about 25 cc's retained in the face and that is you know a really significant amount of volume if you think about 25 cc's of filler mm -hmm. you know, you'd never really do that at one time usually when we do fillers we do maybe four cc's or two or four at a time and you know but the beauty of fillers is obviously you can come in and add more as you want to but per cc obviously fillers are more expensive because we're buying them from these companies and they charge a, a lot for the fillers um, where with fat we're harvesting it ourselves so it's less expensive uh, to take the fat and, and place it. So um, the fat, you know, is a great procedure for kind of volumizing the entire face. Um, and But there are things you can't do with fat. You know, with fat, we can restore the deeper volume and kind of the overall global shape, restore volume in the temples and upper lid and lower lid and cheek and jawline and everywhere. But with fat, we can't use fat like a filler to fill in lines and creases, for example, um, 
you know, lines and creases around the mouth. You can't use fat superficially. You have to use it very deep to try to restore volume. And so even in patients where we do fat augmentation, we typically will use fillers for fine lines and creases and some of the things that we can't do with fat. Um, and the other thing about fat is you don't ever want to overcorrect with fat because it is permanent. So if you put too much into a particular area, um, and, you know, those were mistakes made, you know, in the very beginning in the experimentation phase of fat augmentation many years ago, but um, not as, you know, not as likely today. Um, but it, it's easy to put the fat in, but it's very difficult to take it out because it is um, living tissue. So you actually have to use surgical techniques to, to take out the fat. And so we do, we want to avoid that. And again, with good technique that can be avoided. So sometimes you'll be supplementing, you know, where you're undercorrected with fat, you'll use fillers to help augment that area, like in under the eyes, or if you, you know, start to lose it around the lips, you can add fat there. Um, fillers, um, you know, obviously are, are very practical because you can just come into the office and, you know, use a little numbing cream and have some injections and correct some volume. Um, Be in and out on your lunch break. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, doing, you know, small areas, uh, creases around the mouth, dark circles under the eyes, you know, adding some volume to the cheek, filling in the temples, you know, all these areas can be done. Um, the, the, you know, the impractical part of fillers is that you can't do, you know, it's, it's not practical to do 25 or 30 cc's at once. If we wanted to try to restore the volume in the entire face with fillers, that would be really, really expensive, a lot more expensive than doing fat augmentation. And so, you know, at some point, if you're doing too much or need too much, uh, then then you would say, okay, let's just do the fat augmentation, get as much as we can with fat, and then we'll supplement with fillers once we're done. It'll certainly reduce the need for fillers. Um, so that's, and there's not a lot of downtime with fat augmentation. I mean, you will, there's very little discomfort. Um, you will have a little bit of swelling on the face for a week or two, but you usually don't get a lot of bruising and, um, you know, uh, it's with with the fat augmentation, you'll be a little bit overcorrected, a little puffy and round for a week or two, and then that goes away. So there's a, you know, a little bit of downtime, but not a huge amount. Um, but fillers, you know, a lot of patients will come in and do creases around the mouth, and then next visit maybe do dark circles under their eyes, and next visit do some cheek augmentation. So, you know, the nice thing about fillers, you can do a little bit at a time and build it up over time, and um, treat, you know, new areas and new treatments. And that, that's a very effective way to go. And when I talk about fillers, um, you know, there are injectables where you get an instant result. You see, see the effect as you, you know, before you walk out the door. And then there's uh, biostimulators, products like Sculptra, which stimulate your body to create collagen. And so that's been a very popular treatment because you can inject the Sculptra. It'll stimulate your body to build its own collagen. And then as that collagen builds up, it can last two plus years. So you have a little better longevity. In general, fillers will last anywhere from about six months to two years. Um, with Sculptra, it's going to be two years or more. But Sculptra does require a series of treatments, usually once a month for three months to get it building, and then a maintenance treatment about every six months to maintain it. So that's kind of the non-surgical equivalent to fat augmentation, because with Sculptra, it is a little bit thicker, and it's really building volume. We use it in large volume areas like temples, cheeks, jawline, uh, but not in the... Um, 
Lips. Well, we don't do? use it in delicate okay. areas like lower eyelids or lips. That's okay. right. Yeah. Right. And again, sculpture wouldn't be used for fine lines or creases either. So yeah. Like so we have bigger yeah. areas. Right. So we have this palette of options, and then how we blend them together really comes down to you know well, you know what's uh, what's best for that patient. Okay. You know, what's going to work best for them. Yeah, it's it's like I always like to look at it as like a painter uh, p painting the sky. There are so many different shades of blue that make up that sky. It's kind of like our face when it comes to the, the types of the Botox, the fillers, the other uh, things that you do to kind of make that a, a nice painting and make right. it all blend together. And we're going to talk about blending and harmonious rejuvenation uh, as we go along uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, and, you know, fillers just as a field unto themselves, it's, it's really pretty amazing. You know, you can walk in. You can have creases that have formed like around the mouth, let's say, for example, or dark circles under your eyes over the course of, let's say, 50 years. Somebody's 50 years old. They have some dark circles, some mm -hmm. flatness of the cheek, and little wrinkles around the mouth from smiling and creasing and that. And you could treat that patient and treat all those areas, which we do essentially every day. And within, you know, less than an hour, we've erased years of aging on the face, and they wow. walk out looking that much better. So it's sort of a modern miracle of medicine, really. It's really uh, amazing. Um, and it's um, the aesthetic um, judgment and artistic nature of it is really important, too, because all of our faces are shaped differently and um, addressing these problems, you know, becomes an artistic undertaking in terms of how much filler to use, what filler to use, where to put it, and the, you know, how that's going to evolve over time. Um, most of the fillers are made of hyaluronic acid, which is a natural protein. It's in our skin and in our joints naturally, so it's safe to put in the body. And we also have an enzyme called hyaluronidase, which dissolves hyaluronic acid. Mm. So we have an enzyme that comes in a liquid, which we can inject to remove the filler if we don't like it, um, which, you know, rarely happens, but sometimes under the eyelids, if you can, you know, eyelids are very delicate because it's thin-skinned, and these fillers do attract and retain water, and that's partly how they plump tissues, and if you attract too much water under the eyes, you go from a dark circle and a hollow eye to an eye that's got a bag there, and that can happen, and, and injecting a little hyaluronidase, you can dissolve it. But um, so the adjustability of this uh, and the instant results, you know, really have made this uh, a phenomenal treatment option for patients right. to come in and just have, you know, a series of injections and erase years and years of aging uh, with no downtime. And you, and you kind of uh, put all this in a basket as three-dimensional rejuvenation when, when it comes to the fillers, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's really what you're doing. You're looking, you know, when anytime we're adding volume to the face, we're correcting deflation and we're creating sort of a three-dimensional rejuvenation. So even if you talk about dark circles under the eyes, if you really look at that, um, you know, there's more than one reason why we get dark circles, but the most common is that it's hollowness. Um, we lose the fat. As the fat pads in the mid-face shrink, you get uh, loss of volume under the lid right over the bone, and it causes some hollowness, which creates shadowing and makes us look tired. Mm -hmm. So putting a little filler in there, you know, uh, fills in the hollow and takes away the shadow and makes us look rested and much younger and healthier. And so you're three-dimensionally altering the shape of the face, but in a very favorable way toward a more youthful shape, just mm -hmm. as adding volume to the cheeks will give you a higher, fuller, rounder cheek, which, again, makes you look younger and healthier. 
February is a short month, but we yes. do have specials that you can still get in on. Yes, one more week. I misspoke yeah. earlier. That's it's, okay. It's Yeah, it's we, early. We but keep thinking we have more time. <laughs> I know. February is one of those months that just sneaks away on you. So we have 15% off all of our office lasers. That's the Halo, the BBL, the Hero, and laser hair removal. Great lasers for tightening the skin, eliminating reds and browns, and uh, obviously eliminating hair in the case of laser hair removal. We have 15% off hydrofacials, which is far and away our most popular skin treatment. Hydrofacials are amazing in terms of exfoliating, deep cleaning, and then hydrating and rejuvenating the skin. And we have five customized hydrofacial treatments. We can pick the one that best fits for you, whether it's a, you know, mature dry skin or more oily acne prone skin. We have specific uh, hydrofacial treatment for you, which is great. All right. Azulbeauty.com is the website. 239-415-7576 is the phone number. You're listening to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, Medical Director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. I'm Gina Birch. We are going to take a quick break and be right back. Our laser treatments at Azul offer in-office treatments to reduce redness and repair sun-damaged skin with intense pulsed light or broadband light BBL. And now Halo for a deeper in-office treatment of fine lines, wrinkles, and to increase the production of collagen. Save 15% off BBL, Halo, and Hero laser treatments this month at Azul. Offices in Fort Myers, Bonita Springs, and Naples. Visit AzulBeauty.com. Call 239-415-7576. Dr. Patrick Flaherty, Medical Director. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. He's the Medical Director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. Three offices in Southwest Florida, Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. I'm Gina Birch. And we are talking about uh, the trends, things that are uh, really emerging in the facial and cosmetic surgery and rejuvenation field and things that you're embracing. And it's really making your job exciting, even more exciting. It is. And, uh, you know, I've been at this uh, for 25 years. And so when you look back and see how different it is today compared to 25 years ago, you look forward and go, wow, what's the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years hold for us in this field? How are things going to change? What are going to be some of the new uh, evolving trends and uh, technologies? And, and, you know, we're living through that as we speak. Um, you know, things like cool sculpting, you know, non-invasive permanent fat reduction, which is amazing for body contouring and eliminating kind of unwanted little bulges of fat uh, on our external body um, and doing that non-surgically where before it all it could only be done through uh, uh, liposuction. And um, uh, so in the face, we have a new technology called FaceTight, which is uh, really um, revolutionary. Um, Radio frequency is an energy source that has been used for a number of years now to try to help tighten the skin and um, improve skin tone and texture um, and, uh, you know, firm up the skin and and do things in a non-surgical way that we, you know, would typically do surgical. Um, And then, uh, you know, we saw, you know, mixed results. Some people had good results, some not so much. Um, you know, some that didn't have a big response. Um, so then uh, some of the companies started innovating and saying, well, 
if we can't push this energy through the skin, you know, in an office procedure, because maybe then it gets too hot and then the patients are uncomfortable, maybe we should be delivering the energy under the skin. And so the, you know, uh, the next generation of radio frequency instruments uh, was designed to deliver energy, radio frequency energy under the skin. And in a sense, we're talking about laxity of the lower face and neck area. You know, what we're trying to do is tighten up the jawline and neckline. Um, you know, this is something we do surgically with our hidden incision face and neck lift virtually every day here. And that's still a fantastic procedure that gives you a, you know, very long lasting rejuvenation of the lower face and neck and improves the jawline and neckline tremendously in a very natural way. So a great procedure that's here to stay. But, you know, obviously if we could achieve those results without any cutting or stitching, that would be better. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, the new the new frontier. And face tight um, delivers the RF energy under the skin. So we do do this with numbing medicine. Um, and most of the time I'm doing it with other surgical procedures. So we do it in our surgical center, although you can do it in the office. Um, once the tissues are numb, you just make a, sm- a tiny little puncture with a needle either under the chin and under each earlobe. And you can deliver that energy to the lower face and neck. And by heating the tissue from the inside out, you can get some collagen contraction, you can get some melting of the fat, um, and then you stimulate um, neocollagenesis, which is new collagen formation in those tissues, which will gradually uh, tighten the tissues up over an additional six months. So with uh, face tight, you can see tightening right at the time of surgery, and then you will get some continued tightening over the course of uh, about six months time afterwards. And so, you know, it, it's the new front, you know, one of the new frontiers in rejuvenation is, and there, it, this is being used in body surgery too, called body tight, you know, with liposuction. So we use face tight. Um, right now we're using it. If somebody's having neck liposuction, I'll always use face tight with that. So we can take out the extra fat and then tighten the skin. With neck liposuction, you get some tightening of the skin with the procedure naturally. But when you add face tight to that, you get better tightening. It'll tighten up the tissue even more. Um, so that's one great area. Another is if I'm doing a face and neck lift. The area that's hardest to make tight and keep tight is the area under the chin. We tend to get a little bit of laxity of the skin there. And a face and neck lift will help that, um, especially if we're doing you know liposuction in that area. But if they don't have extra fat, for uh, they might just have skin laxity. What we want to really do is tighten up that little envelope of skin um, under the chin and in the anterior neck. That's the first area to loosen over time. And so I use face tight in the anterior neck in combination with the face and neck lift and that helps improve the results in the anterior neck and help the result last longer so this is a you know one of the emerging trends uh, and technologies that we'll see more of in the future you know whether it be face tight or the next uh, the next evolution of that right so the goal then is to do less cutting remove less skin use these other procedures to try to to do that yeah kind of. and an analogy for uh, how that can work is what the way we do brow lifts now so um, the traditional brow lift technique was what we called uh, an open brow lift and this was really the technique I learned back in you know medical school and residency and fellowship was um, making an incision at the hairline or behind the hairline almost from the top of your ear to your top of your ear so that you could then peel the scalp back Mm. and then release all that tissue and then 
um, take out extra scalp. You're basically, you know, releasing all the tissue all the way from the hairline down to the brows and then lifting that all up as one um, big flap of tissue um, and then removing sort of the extra skin and doing a lot of suturing to get it all put together and um and you know so that was obviously a very big incision right um it was a big procedure because you know you had to release all that tissue um and then trim out extra skin so you're taking out a lot of skin and then closing and then there's sensory nerves that come in right above your eyes like right at your eyebrows and go up to the forehead and scalp and those nerves you know you would have to cut through those nerves Ooh, to yeah. to do that procedure so everybody got numbness of the scalp so large incisions uh, guaranteed numbness and uh, longer healing time even with some areas where you know the incision lines could still be visible you'd have some hair loss at that site because of the amount of cutting and so uh, what how does that compare to modern brow lifts the endoscopic brow lift technique well with endoscopic brow lift we're making only very small incisions I usually make two or four small incisions when I say small they're about a centimeter and a half and they're in the hairline, but there's no um, cutting of the hair or trimming of the hair. You just put the incisions between the hair follicles. Um, the Through those incisions, we can release the forehead internally. So we have specialized instruments and an endoscope. The endoscope allows us to see the anatomy, so we can release the tissue very accurately. In fact, you see the anatomy better, interestingly enough, with a, this closed technique where we're making only small incisions and using the endoscope to visualize it because the endoscope magnifies things many times, and so you can see the very delicate anatomy even better than the old technique. And through that, we can just accurately release the brow. And then the brow is basically just um, lifted and shaped to the desire we want. So how do we end up shaping the brow and keeping it in that shape? Well, there's a device called an endotine, which is um, an absorbable device that attaches to the bone and attaches to the scalp. And we do one on each side and allow us to determine the height, shape, and contour of the brow um, and symmetry, of course. Um, and the brow will actually heal down in the position you put it in because of the way we release the periosteum off the bone that will seal back down and stabilize the brow. Probably within a couple of weeks, it's very stable. Um, so the endotines are really just there to hold it into place while it heals. And then they absorb. They just are made of an absorbable material that'll shrink down and disappear over about six months, but the brow stays right where you put it. So it's a fantastic technology and a, a great procedure and for years and years when people were doing open brow lifts you know they never would have considered it possible to do a brow lift without uh you know endoscopically without removing any skin uh frankly and um it works fabulously and it turns out you know when you um you know when you lift the brow you know some people are like well where does the rest of the tissue go well it rotates back your your tissues will actually contract if you create laxity in a skin area that skin will contract to to eliminate that laxity so you don't end up with any redundancy or laxity of the scalp at all it just all seals back down and it just uh, allows you to have this better brow position so it's where you know again our better understanding of anatomy and the evolution of better procedures has really improved techniques um, so obviously if we can do it for the brow and forehead we can do it for the lower face right. and neck we just haven't gotten um, to the level of um, 
that we need to to you know fully rejuvenate the lower face and neck without removing some of the extra right. skin. Well, and that that endoscopic brow lift has really been a game changer because in the past, I'm sure there are a lot of people who say, "I don't want, I don't want my forehead cut or my brow cut. I don't want any of that done." But that is such an important part to aging when you get that heavy brow and, right. and you and you make the eyes look brighter. But if you don't fix that brow, it's that's just a piece of the puzzle that. Uh, I, I'm guessing a lot of people opted out on and really made a difference in, in, in the overall rejuvenation. Yeah, with the older techniques, you know, there weren't many people that were interested in that because it mm-hmm. just sounded horrendous. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but with the endoscopic brow lift, you know, these small incisions that are hidden in your hairline that you'll never see, they're closed with dissolvable stitches. You know, there's no skin removed. There's, you know, very, you know, really very little or no tension on those incisions because we're really just using them to release the tissue. You know, the tension is on the endotines because that's what supports the brow. And so there is no tension on the incisions, which allows those to heal very quickly. So it's a um, really great technique. You know, small incision, it's quick, um, much quicker healing time, much less risk of swelling and bruising, and uh, really great results, which actually are better, more accurate, and last longer. So again, it's win, win, win. And um, those are the kind of, you know, uh, changes that we like to see, you know, in technology in the field we're doing. And, you know, we're seeing those in skincare and things like hydrofacial too, which we'll talk more about. Yeah, we're going to get into skincare and hydrofacial next. And it just so happens that we have a special this month on those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, only have a, about a week and change left <laughs> in February for you to take advantage of it. Right. So the February specials are um, 15% off hydrofacials, which we'll be talking about. We have five customized hydrofacial treatments, which are customized for your skin, your skin type, you know, whether it's oily, dry, or whatever type of skin you have, we have a hydrofacial treatment that's right for you. And then 15% off of all of our office lasers. So that would include the BBL, the Halo laser, the Hero laser, and laser hair removal. All of these great lasers we have in all of our Azul offices are available for rejuvenation of the face and body. Excellent. You can find more information on those specials by going to the website, which is Azul, A-Z-U-L, azulbeauty.com. You can call 239-415-7576 as well. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. There are three offices in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. I'm Gina Birch. You are listening to Look and Feel Your Best, and we will be right back with more. Attention men and women. Youthful looks are just waiting to be revealed at Azul Medical Spa. Dr. Flaherty recommends laser treatments to correct fine lines, repair sun damage, increase collagen production, refine skin tone texture, acne and acne scars, all with little discomfort and almost no downtime. Azul offers three different in-office laser treatments with Halo, Hero, and VBL laser treatments. Save 15% by contacting Azul Office today. Fort Myers, Bonita Springs, and Naples. Azulbeauty.com. Dr. Patrick Flaherty, Medical Director. 239-415. 7576. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best. I'm Gina Birch, and Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. This morning, we are talking about emerging trends and uh, how he has implemented a lot of those trends, both surgical and in office, even though we've been focusing a little more on the surgical procedures uh, at Azul and how it's actually made your life a lot easier and made patients' life easier and <laughs> and, uh, and have better results as well. Well, you know, the goal is the same. Everybody wants 
wants to look their best, and they want no downtime, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and I uh, don't want a lot of discomfort And either. <laughs> no discomfort, right. So we all want the same things, you know, as practitioners, we want to give you the best possible result with no downtime as well. And so now the choices become greater because there's so many more things we can do. And we have, you know, a lot more patients will start with non-surgical treatments such as skin care and Botox and fillers because, frankly, those can yield much better results than in the past. Um, and so you can go a long ways in rejuvenating the face just with things in the office. And that, that's an important message for you know, any of our listeners is that, you know, it doesn't, it's not, uh, you know, in the past, it might have been kind of facelift or bust, you know, you're getting older, so you go in and have a facelift, and that's the big thing. But nowadays, we have so many more things you can do, you can do fillers and Botox and skincare and really take years off your face and make you look younger and healthier. Um, you know, there's certain a time and a place for surgical rejuvenation. We'll talk a little bit more about that this segment. Uh, because um, in spite of all our great technologies and new innovations and the great benefits of the fillers and the Azul liquid facelift using fillers and Botox, um, we can make, you know, great strides with that, but those aren't going to solve the problem of, you know, redundant skin of the upper eyelid or a really heavy brow. Um, you know, people sometimes ask, oh, can I fix um, a heavy brow with Botox? Well, a little bit. You can lift the brow a little bit with Botox, but you're not, if the brow is really heavy, um, you know, moderate to severe, you're not, you can't fix that with Botox. You know, that's going to require a brow lift. And same thing with the face and neck. When we restore volume in the face, we can, you know, lift the cheeks and tighten up the jawline and improve the shape of the face, make you look younger. But that's not going to solve, completely solve a loose neck. You know, that's going to require um, a lower, you know, hidden incision, lower face and neck lift. And so, um, you know, the, the perfect blend is blending the non-surgical and the surgical in the right proportions to achieve the best outcome. But, um, you know, the, the non-surgical have really created a lot more opportunity just because, um, you know, uh, surgical procedures obviously have to be planned. You know, if you have to take time off work for a week or at a time, then you have a hole in your social calendar. Of course, COVID's been good for that. Everybody's at home. So yeah. tons of people have come in and had surgery in the last, you know, uh, 12, 12 months. And that's been, you know, a real boon for, for our practice. But, um, you know, in during normal times, people have less available free time because they're going to the office and traveling more and busier socially and, and don't have that downtime. And so, you know, there um, nowadays, it typically patients will come in and do the skincare and the injectables and the light lasers like the BBL, Halo and Hero and do the, everything they can to maximize their appearance in the office with little or no downtime. And then when they have that little gap in their schedule, then they'll come in and get the eyes done or a face and neck lift. Um, or a brow lift or a late, uh, you know, a fractional laser to get greater tightening and get rid of sunspots and wrinkles. And so we have great uh, surgical tools that continue to get better over time, uh, but still entail some degree of downtime and so have to be scheduled accordingly. Right. So, and, and that's, uh, again, as you said, one of the positive fallouts from yes. <laughs> uh, having to quarantine is yes. we've, we've been able to, to do some of this. But uh, as everything is opening up a little bit more, we are 
a lot of people want again some of those faster fix fixes because they're mm-hmm. going to be out and about a little more than in the past. Uh, but but technology has allowed us to have different types of uh, volume. Uh, when it comes to the different types of fillers, the fat augmentation, and that's part of this whole puzzle that uh, I know we want to do a, a quick overview on that. Uh, it's the three-dimensional. So you've got the tightening and you've got the filling, and they go hand in hand. Right, yeah. Three-dimensional rejuvenation really just speaks to our improved understanding of facial aging. And as we talked about in an earlier segment, a big part of aging is volume loss. We lose fat from the face with age. That causes us to become more hollow and gaunt, the bones resorb, and even the muscles shrink. And so we're getting deflated. And you can see that in an aged face. It tends to be thin and long and gaunt, hollowness around the eyes and sagging of the cheeks with shadowing and dark circles. Um, And so, you know, we can lift and tighten, uh, you know, face and neck lift, endoscopic brow lifts, do eyelid surgeries to get rid of redundant skin there and tighten everything up. But if you don't fill, you still kind of miss the mark a little bit. Mm -hmm. You could have this tighter face, but it's still a hollow face that looks older because it's gaunt and hollow. And so restoring volume, um, you know, in addition to lifting and tightening becomes sort of the, the, you know, the ultimate goal. And because volume is so much easier to restore, especially with injectables in the office, you know, a lot of times people will start with, uh, you know, fill in the lines and creases around the mouth, eliminate dark circles, um, add some volume back to the cheeks. And, you know, those things can make us look tremendously better, you know, just with, you know, a quick treatment in the office. Um, And, you know, injectables like that will last six months to a year, so they're not permanent, but they, you know, give you pretty good longevity and make a really big difference. And it helps people get started on the process. Uh, And then, you know, as I said, at some point, perhaps we do things like the face and neck lift or eyelids or brow Mm -hmm. lift. Um, And if we're going to go to surgery, if they need volume, then um, fat augmentation, you know, is one of the things we can do to restore that volume. And so um, the process has changed a lot. It's not like just one and done. Now it's kind of a gradual uh, building up and maintenance of of things um, over time. And then, you know, interspersed with the procedures that are needed at that uh, that age and that state of aging. So we've got two pillars. We've got the lifting and tightening, and we've got the volumizing. Uh, there's a third element that we we have to address, and that is the skin itself. Right. So skin itself and our treatments for skin itself have changed ju- just, you know, uh, quite dramatically. Um, you know, from things like hydrofacial, which is, a you know, a gr- our, our, that's our number one uh, skin treatment in all three of our offices, hydrofacial. So what is hydrofacial? It's a technology that allows us to exfoliate the skin, do a deep cleaning of the skin, um, hydrate and rejuvenate the skin. Once it's uh, exfoliated and cleaned, it's wide open, and then we can insert the actives into it like peptides or salicylic acid for somebody who's acne-prone or growth factors for aging skin or peptides to stimulate the skin's growth or vitamin C if we're trying to, you know, antioxidants, and then hydrate with hyaluronic acid. So the beauty of the hydrofacial is you get this incredible deep cleansing and hydrating and rejuvenating facial, but you walk out looking much better than when you walked in. So we think about, you know, a trend like uh, microdermabrasion, which was very popular for many years. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that actually had some real value in terms of exfoliating the skin, but didn't do any of those other factors. It wasn't the deep cleaning or 
hydrating or rejuvenating of it. It was just basically an exfoliant. But sometimes you'd leave a little bit red and beat up from that treatment, and uh, too much of it could go- actually cause damage to the skin. You started to get uh, broken capillaries and dilated vessels and things. And you know, um, you take a tool that works, and then everybody works it, works it until all of a sudden it's you know becomes counterproductive. Um, hydrofacial never does that. You know, it's always going to give you that uh, deep cleansing and hydrating effect so that you leave better than when you walked in, which is great. Um, another technique is called skin pen, which is, again, in, in evolution, the third generation of microneedling. So microneedling has had um, you know mixed reviews in the beginning. It was a great technique for acne scarring because these small needles could stimulate collagen production, improve the texture and tone of the skin, and help reduce visible scarring. But for somebody with just sort of aging skin and fine lines and creases that was too aggressive, you know, uh, puncturing all these little holes. So, you know, in comes better technologies. And we have um, a device that's made in Japan that's very, very elegant called Skin Pen. And it, it you can control the depth at which the needles go in. So in somebody that's older with thin skin, it just has fine lines and wrinkles. We can do very delicate, superficial micro uh, needling and stimulate the collagen and improve the texture and tone of the skin with uh, less redness, less swelling, and less downtime. So again, another um, technological innovation that has made that a really, uh, probably our second most popular skin treatment, hydrofacial probably being number one and skin pen being number two, um, and yields, again, really great results in building collagen, improving mm-hmm. the texture and tone of the skin. So those are great in-office procedures, and as you said, those are your two most popular um, but once the skin has gotten kind of past that, right, and, right. And, and it's and it's really aged, you've got a lot of brown spots, a lot of wrinkles, and and if you're going ahead and getting something done in the surgery, right. uh, you know, you might as well do the fractional. Yeah, laser. so we have CO2 laser resurfacing, and we call it fractional laser resurfacing because it can can be done in a fractional way or more of a fully ablative way. But basically, that's a more aggressive treatment. So if somebody's got, as Gina mentioned, somebody's got severe, you know, moderate to severe sun-damaged skin, which means lots of brown spots, lots of wrinkles, um, and they're looking for, you know, the best possible result in the shortest amount of time then fractional laser resurfacing is the way to go. I do that in the operating room because you do need uh, numbing. You have to numb the face to do that. And with that, IV sedation makes great sense so that you can be completely comfortable and not feel anything. Um, The patient gets sedation, we numb the face, and then we use the laser to basically take off the majority of that old sun-damaged skin. Um, And then the new skin will heal in. Now, the beauty of fractional laser resurfacing is it doesn't remove the entire envelope of skin. It can remove as much as we want. You can do the entire envelope like we used to do with the fully ablative lasers but we don't have to in most cases um, and so it's a little gentler um, but you'll get rid of you know 90% of the sunspots uh, 80 to 90% of the wrinkles and you get a new envelope of skin healing in about one week that skin will be a little sensitive because it's a brand new layer and it can take anywhere from a couple of weeks to a couple of months to fully heal in the sense of the redness fading away and the sensitivity going away um, but the end result is a brand new envelope of skin that's tighter smoother sick, uh, thicker more elastic and more resilient um, so it is another modern miracle you've just eliminated this bad sun damage 
skin and replaced it with this beautiful elastic uh, layer of skin with great texture and tone and eliminating the brown spots, eliminating the wrinkles. It's uh, quite remarkable. Yeah, that is. And then you have other procedures that you can do, which we, we don't have time to get into, uh, that could bring bring that nice look, the smooth look down to the chest and neck and the Right. And the so those too. office lasers we've talked a little yeah. bit about today, the BBL and Hero. Hero is our new high-energy rapid output technology. It allows us to continuously treat for the body areas, not only the face, neck, chest, but arms and legs and get rid of the uh, reds and browns. It's a fantastic laser. Um, and Halo is good for texturing. So it's a, it's a kind of fractional laser light in the office. We can do, you know, get improve the texture without that week of downtime, just with a little topical. So we do have, you know, um, a continuum. And so we can find the treatment that fits best for each patient. Somebody who maybe can't afford time off work might do the BBL Hero and Halo in the office. Somebody that wants best results is willing to take that week or 10 days off. We can do a fractional laser. Good news is the halo the bbl the hero the hydrofacial all of the things that we just covered are 15 percent off for the rest of february one more week that's right that's it. just this <laughs> week coming yeah so if you're interested in the lasers this is the time to call uh, or the hydrofacial and meeting with our nurse practitioners or the estheticians uh, there's no charge for a consultation if you're interested call and they'll set you up an appointment and you can have a little chat about the technologies and treatments and see if there's something that's right for you. Sounds good. Dr. Patrick Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas. You can find him at 239-415-7576 or online at azulbeauty.com. Dr. Flaherty, great to see you. Have a great weekend. You as well. I'm Gina Birch. We'll be back next week with more of Look and Feel Your Best.